Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Jackie Stewart podcast. Happy Friday. It's Friday today. I'm recording this episode or the intro to the episode. Um, so the weekend is about to start. I hope you have great plans for the weekend. Um, and I'm really excited about today's episode because I do have a very special guest that I'm about to introduce to you in a second. Um, yeah, so I just kind of like wanted to um, wrap up or bring you current I guess that's the teacher in me like always bringing people current but in my last episode I started talking about like what it really means to intuitively um, live your life like being led by your intuition Um, also a lot of people call it body-based living and just how beautiful that can actually be for your life and how you know it just really brings you in like the full expression of who you are and everything that you desire. So if you haven't checked out last episode, I totally encourage you to do that. And then today I met with Leah Pardee. That's her name. Um, She's a manifestation mentor and breathwork facilitator. facilitator. She hosts the Bare Naked Soul podcast and she's the author of Confessions of an Uncaged Soul and two other guided journals. Leah teaches women all over the world to overcome fear and live and live in alignment so that they can manifest their most fully expressed lives. Okay, so that's a little about Leah. So I met with her and, you know, she has her own business. I have my own business. Um, I have my business with my husband. And so we kind of like started to um, talked about like what it means to build a business based on your intuition not so much about building a business on like logic and plans and all of these things but really being led by the impulses of your intuition and trusting them and it has worked wonders for Leah and her business and it has worked wonders for me and my business and you know um, I think it's really important to understand and we talk about it a little bit more depth in the episode but Um, when you are growing your business led by your intuition, your personal growth will reflect the growth of your business. So these always go hand in hand, whereas we know and we see it in the world, right? If you just have a business and you don't really care about your own growth or who you are as a human being, then you can be a asshole having a business, right? You can be corrupt. You can be just all about money. And yeah, so... There are so many beautiful aspects to building a business and doing it led by your intuition versus doing it the way that we were taught on how to do a business or grow a business, right? I truly and firmly believe that if you do it based on your intuition and your soul's desires and really follow these nudges every single time in your business, no matter how illogical or scary like big or oh my god I don't know how to do that kind of scene but you just feel that it's right I truly believe that that will always lead to more fulfillment more growth more money and more magic in your business and in your personal life okay so why don't you guys join me in welcoming Leah to the podcast your why is so important because and I think that's another way of business people these days work in corporate world work because they chase money I mean I know a lot of people also do things that they love or enjoy but it's about the money whereas when you do what you truly love money is a byproduct of that because you are in alignment with who you are 
the universe knows that you need to be supported right so it's not really it's it's without a doubt i mean whether you actually you know do something that you really enjoy and make money through that or through another avenue and but you can still do what you do like money is going to come in the focus shouldn't be chasing the money but it really should be what lights me up what brings me joy and what do i have that i can share with the world that is actually really impactful hi leah thank you so much for being here today hey thanks for having me i'm so excited to be here this conversation is just gonna be so good i know i was really i was really excited when i saw you on on the facebook group just knowing that okay this is a conversation I want to have. I can have it with somebody else. And yeah, so why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Leah Party. I'm a manifestation mentor. I'm a breathwork guide. I'm an author. I host the Bare Naked Soul podcast. I am a mentor to entrepreneurs running and starting their businesses. Um, I've hosted retreats. I've done so many different things at this point, but uh yeah, really here to teach women how to love themselves and own exactly who they are unapologetically and um, really not be afraid to show that to the world. Right. Awesome. That sounds really powerful. I'm so glad you're doing this work. And I think you just kind of said a key phrase about like being unapologetically who we are. And you know, that really translates into business too, right? So how, how was that for you as you were building your business? How did you find your own version of being your own authenticity in like your business? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a journey. And this is something where almost everyone I've worked with who's at the beginning of their business, I mean, even people have been doing it for years, but um, it's one of the biggest struggles to really be ourselves when we're growing like a personal brand type business. There's just so many fears of like, what are friends and family thinking? Am I too much? Am I too this or that spiritual? Or am I too, you know, yeah. um, sexy, just all the things. And it's really, it's really challenging to like put yourself out there on the internet, selling something, which like in, in this case often is like a service you're providing, mm -hmm. right? It's like, you're the product and yeah. And then just, just trying to be like honest and vulnerable and um, so for me, it was definitely really, it was hard at first, you know, the first yeah. couple of times I was showing up face to camera, talking how I normally talk, you know, just being myself. Um, I just had to push through it really. Yeah. I mean, I just had to power through and I've always since the beginning been asking myself continuously, like I love journaling for this, but I always ask myself, what am I, where am I holding back? What am I afraid to share? How am I watering down my content and just being like, I think the journal is a great place to really get honest with yourself and say, you know what? Yeah, I really want to show up more of this way. I really mm -hmm. want to show more of this part of myself, but I'm scared. Yeah. And then just doing it anyways. Yeah. Wow. That's a really, really interesting point that you made. I definitely felt the same way when I started my business. There was just so much. I think for me, it was really the the fear of visibility. I had so much fear around being seen. Um, you know, it was, it was definitely not easy. And I think when it comes to like really being yourself, I do believe that once you hold this camera in front of your face, there is this automatic switch into performing, right? So how do you not do that? I mean, I don't think you can always be 100% like that authentic if you 
because you just know you're recording something. It's just this moment or whatever. But um, for me, it was really like, okay, let me, who am I? <laughs> like, who am I? <laughs> what do I really do naturally that I can put out there? And like you said, it took a while. I feel like, you know, kind of like going through it and posting and sharing more of you. This is how the voice really grows, right? This is how the comfort into into being visible really grows. So yeah, that's that's really interesting. And um, so did you have a lot of support from like other people as you when you started your business or what was that like? So I had mentors from the beginning, you know, I had business coaches, um, masterminds, things like that. Um, so it started to build community online with people who could understand what I was experiencing in my real life, like in person, nobody had any idea. Like I didn't know anyone who was doing this. So totally not. And it took a couple of years and I really wasn't intentional about it until maybe a year or two ago, mm -hmm. but, um, eventually I built a, you know, group of people in person who are doing the similar things. And now we have a co-working day every Wednesday and we get together and we sort of mastermind and just work next to each other. Um, that has been one of the most powerful things because we we gently call each other out. Hey, wow. you know, I noticed you put this story because it's something I see a lot, right? You, you ask like how to know, how to be yourself and how to not. I see people record like something funny, something that shows their personality, something, but they put it on like friends and family or friends mm -hmm. only, you know what I'm saying on Instagram? Um, or they put it on their personal account, but not yeah. their business account. So we know how to be ourselves, but when we go to our business accounts, it's often like, like you said, you turn the camera on, you, you start being this more professional version of you or whatever. So I think we we call each other out with that sort of stuff. We we remind each other, hey, like, you know, I can see where you're kind of holding back your personality here a little bit. Or hey, I, whatever you just said in this voice chat to us was so funny. Like, share that on social media. Um, and before I had this in-person group, you know, I found that support online through masterminds and things like that. Um, but it is, I think it's something where most people don't have those connections right away. And so yeah. you're, like, you're like, I it's so, it's so vulnerable and there's no one I can really talk to about it. Absolutely. And when you just said that you have this group, I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> I wish. I mean, that sounds really amazing to have like-minded people who are really supportive on this journey. Um, can't say that that was my experience. You know, you always have one or two people in your corner. And at the end of the day, I think that is enough. Um, because you do want to build that self-trust within yourself to say, you know what? even though everybody I know is kind of like looking at me sideways or against what I'm doing, I'm just going to follow this nudge and trust what I'm doing. Um, you know, I feel like that is, that is actually a really important part of, of growing your business because let's be honest, what happens when nothing is happening in your business? Are you going to give up? Are you going to listen to what the people say? Or are you just going to stand firm in this thing of like, no, I really want to do this. Or I really want this financial freedom or, you know, not working from home, being with my children, whatever it is, right? Like, are you going to follow through when people that you love or care about are not on your side or things in your business are not happening um, and developing that self-trust, right? Yeah, 100%. And I, you know, I recently had a relative reach out to me on Facebook and because um, I made a post about haters and how, and the post 
to me, what I was saying was, wow, I've really gotten to a point where like, I've stopped giving so many facts and I'm like really comfortable with these awkward conversations in my DMs with people who disagree with me. Like, I'm feel this is so cool. But like, obviously I mentioned that I do have these, you know, haters, not, I'm not right. getting death threats, right? I'm not getting bombs sent to my house. But um, I had a relative reach out and say, hey, I think you should like take time away from social media. Like this isn't good for your health. And, and I, I, I didn't need to respond and like, you know, explain myself, but I, I felt compelled to. And what I shared with her was the growth that I've experienced from learning not to give a fuck what random people think on the internet. Holy crap. It's the, it's the biggest like spiritual experience ever putting yourself out there like this because yeah, you want to give up all the time. Yes. Like you have flop launches. Yes. Like things don't look like you're going your way and you have to tap back into your belief over and over and over again. And those challenges, like that's how you grow so much as a person. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you. Um, I, I wanted to add something to it, but I do have a question. And before I lose it, because I constantly lose my questions, you really grew in like not giving a fuck about what other people say. Tell me or tell us how did you develop that? Like what did you have to go through or how did you how did you develop that strength? Yeah, I think there's two there's two things. One is just practicing. Yeah. One is just practicing. Okay. I'm in my journal. I'm admitting to myself that I want to talk more about X, Y, Z topic, but it's controversial or yeah, I want to, I, I feel that inside, I feel a little spicier about this thing and I can share a little more edge here. And I, you know, if I was really saying what I wanted to say, it would be this, but what if that offends someone or what if someone feels, you know, and then just doing it anyway. So it's like pushing through. And then um, practicing when you get those messages, when you get those comments, feeling it, like allowing yourself to feel the feelings that it brings up. And, um, you know, honestly, the biggest shift for me came when one of my friends and I were having a conversation about this, who's also in business. And we were like, and we were, she was dealing with like, you know, some hater type things. And I was like, well, how about this? Whoever gets the most hate this month has to like buy the other one dinner. So like we had a little silly contest going and ever since then, like it, really shifted for me because it's like well what do I really want don't I want more visibility yes I'm afraid of it but isn't that what I want don't I want to grow this big audience and make a huge impact then I have to be okay with this so Mm -hmm. it's almost like celebrating those moments like cool someone took the time to message me wow people are engaging with me isn't that what I want yeah like isn't that what I'm kind of asking for here um and then the the second part would be I love journaling again like I think it's such a powerful tool so like getting in the journal and being like okay I got this message and he's so uncomfortable this person disagrees with me like is this really worth it whatever I do And, and just writing about it letting yourself feel it and just reminding yourself of your values of what you really want here and how much you're willing, like, what are you willing to do to get it? Yeah. Because you know, nobody out there that has a big, you know, personal brand business that's really sharing what's on their heart and is soul led isn't getting these comments. Like, that's just not a thing. Right. Absolutely. And I love this whole idea of like making it fun and celebrating it. This is so freaking cool. Um, I actually saw somebody on TikTok the other day some really old women who have a podcast and I have to admit they are kind of like triggering (laughs) and what they say, but they do the same thing. They will take the hate comments and joke about it and laugh about it. And at first I was like, you know what? 
it seems kind of like arrogant, but at the same time, I'm like, no, this is a way of you like taking the power out of this fear, right? Like, hey, let's make it fun because in that way you can engage with it. Love it. You know, understanding when you were in this journey of growing your business or growing an audience that what you feel is not necessarily the story that you attach it to, right? So just also practicing, okay, let me sit with that sensation, that tightness in my chest and forget about the story in my head for a second and just feel it. And more times than not have I experienced that after a minute or so, the feeling freaking disappears and it's gone. I started looking at it in a way that if people hate and send me hate messages, that means they're getting triggered. And being triggered is great because triggers are portals, right? This is where growth happens. So, ooh, my comment, my post, whatever I said, was just an opportunity for somebody to dive a little deeper and grow a little bit more. And um, that's really changed the, the, the way that I view um, hate messages because, you know, like, yeah, like you said, it makes it, makes it easier to change the narrative around it. I love that so much. And it's so true. And like, if, if people can think about, you know, the people that have really impacted you on your journey, the expanders that you're following on Instagram, that you're reading their books, like most of them are probably kind of triggering, you know, they don't have to be off the wall, like saying crazy stuff, but are they saying things that could trigger someone? Yes, probably. Because yeah. if you're saying, if what you say could never trigger anyone, you're probably selling like vanilla ice cream with mm -hmm. rainbow sprinkles. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're saying anything, someone could be triggered by it. And like you said, that is a huge portal for growth. Um, and the people that are following along who aren't, you know, sending hateful messages, who are who are in, happily engaged, they're often getting triggered too, but they're getting triggered in a good way. Like, right. oh crap, she's right. Damn, I am holding back. Let me go for it or... You know, so it, it is so powerful just to be honest and really say what's on your heart and trust those messages that come through. Yes. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Trust the message that comes through. What did you do before you started your business? Yeah, so I worked in sales. I was I was in sales. Then I became a sales manager. So I was climbing my way up the corporate ladder in that aspect, getting my MBA on the side, super hustling for my worth you know, my job title was my worth and how many hours out. And so, yeah. And, and a lot of that I was able to apply to my business. So it was definitely, um, a powerful accelerator in that sense, but yeah, it's a 180 in terms of the life I live now, Absolutely. very slow, very intentional, um, you know, time, time blocking, so to speak, like I'm not just working just to work, like, but I, I still notice, like, I still notice the, the hustle mindset coming in or like the guilt of taking time off. So it's interesting how that, that corporate, like 40 hours a week thing can hang over us as entrepreneurs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So happy that you said what you said, because this is something I want to debunk in this episode. Let's talk about the way of doing business right? The way we know in our society to do business is like you said, hustle and grind 40 plus hours, especially if you are an entrepreneur wanting to make hella money. That means you have to like really dig in and, and get up at four in the morning and go to bed at 3am because you have to give it all. And you're not going to make money the first year of business. Like you're just going to have to invest and put in the effort, blah, 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 all these good things, right? What, what, 
did you think about this and how did you change it to how you're doing business now? Meaning like, what did you take out of, okay, this is what people say business is supposed to be like, but this is what I want to believe. Yeah. I mean, I think it just, for me, came back to always ask myself what I really wanted. Why did I start this business in the first place? Certainly not to work tons and tons of hours. I could have just done that in the corporate job, right? Um, So reminding myself of that, reminding myself of my values, going back to that consistently, my why, you know, what I'm looking for out of this. And Honestly, a lot of it was from listening to other people's podcasts, you know, Mm -hmm. working with mentors that had a different approach to business. I was always drawn to people that were teaching like how to do this without working so much, like having this kind of lifestyle where it's infused in. And so I always had that intention from the beginning. And um, what I found too, there's definitely research behind this, the idea where if you give yourself an hour to do a task, you'll use the hour. But if you give yourself half an hour, you'll get it done in that half an hour. Like we tend to adapt to how much time we give ourselves. Oh my God. So giving ourselves specific blocks of time for tasks has been really helpful. And um, yeah, just shifting beliefs around, reminding ourselves the 40 hour work week was invented, you know, during like the industrial revolution or something, right? It's not like real. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but I will say, I think there's often a problem I often see in like the soul led entrepreneur space is this idea that like creating content when you're inspired and like, great. Yeah, don't just create some piece of content that's forced that you don't even like and just put up. But what I often see is people that are hardly participating in their business, you know, not posting very often, not showing up very often, not selling very often because it doesn't feel inspired. Well, that's a really easy way to like make excuses. Right. And um, if you were inspired initially to start this business, you have ideas. You're probably just afraid to share them. So get honest with yourself. What would I say if I already knew what I wanted to sell next? What would it be? If I already knew what to make a reel about, what would it be? Like, you know, get yourself inspired by being in circles of other people that are talking about mm-hmm. these things or listening to podcasts that, that inspire you. Don't use that as a cop out because I've seen that so much where it's like, oh, I just like, don't feel inspired to make content today. So I'm just not going to. It's like, that works if you're treating your business like a business other than that one day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I have to admit that that was definitely something I struggled with at the beginning. I would be like, on top of it when I um felt inspired and then on days where I didn't feel inspired I just wouldn't show up and I did have a mentor too and she said well Jackie you also have to understand that discipline creates the freedom that you want like you showing up every single day even though you don't feel inspired that's what's going to create the freedom so you know and I think it's really important to have both sides in mind which also just adds to the duality of everything right you can hold both things at the same time you do want to be inspired and led by what lights you up and you want to have strategy in place so you can show up on other days you know Um, what's really helped me too was I would post something or felt inspired, like, I don't know, as I was making dinner and literally didn't have time to post or something. And I would just write all of these things down into my phone. And literally just this morning, I wrote down another idea for episode and I looked at all of my content ideas. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't posted none of this. Like, you know, having this idea bank to come back to something 
that you can post on days that you don't feel inspired to, right? Something's not moving through you. And um, so one thing that I wanted to add about you saying it's really about like choosing what you want and what you want to believe. And I just want to say that one more time because it was so important what you just said. The 40-hour week, the way the 9 to 5 is man-made. That is just a, a system. One way that we believe work works, right? Or business works. You can totally believe what you want to believe. Like if you want to believe that, no, I can make $45 million by only working two hours a day, then you get to choose that belief, right? You get to walk this path. And mind you, whatever it is that you really desire is how your intuition wants to build this business, right? So for me, it was really difficult to wrap my mind around the idea of having to force all of this sales and, you know, having to use strategies that just didn't feel good about me. And at the beginning, I was looking at how other people were selling and doing their business. And I felt really disempowered because I'm like, this is difficult for me. I don't understand how to do this. And it's not that I couldn't learn it, but it just felt like a big, huge, absolutely no. So there was about a month or yeah, I want to say about a month where I just didn't sell anything and didn't really show up um, for programs for my husband or myself because I just felt like I can't do it this way. So I'm just not going to be able to do business. And it wasn't until I understood and asked myself, well, is that really the only way of doing business and how do I want to do it? So those are leading questions for me that I constantly ask myself, what is the best thing that could happen what would i do if i knew it already worked out exactly as i want to and how would i go about building this business or launching this program in a way that would light me up and then do it this way mm -hmm. yeah i think that's another area where people get tripped up is like the, the selling is so uncomfortable right especially selling like even me i had a background in sales i had worked in sales for years I had been teaching sales for years to my employees, you know, mm -hmm. my sales team, but still like selling myself was so uncomfortable. And I think that's another area we, we get tripped up with like, oh, but like, it doesn't feel good. There's a way of selling that feels good that you can find, but don't let it be a cop out that it doesn't, you know, like, don't let it be like, oh, well, like, I don't want to be salesy. Yeah. So I like to ask people to think about um, cause now like, isn't it like 50% of our purchases come from Instagram? Like there's something crazy where like a lot of our buying decisions come from social media. So think about the last time you bought something off social media, who did you buy from? What were, how were they selling? How do you like to be sold to? Right. And if it's and and look at those people and if they're selling a lot, then clearly you don't find that offensive, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really good point. And like, maybe there's messages you get from, from people who are selling you things that don't feel good. Well, then don't send those kind of messages. You know what I mean? Like, but there is a way to sell that feels good for you, but you have to be willing to be honest with yourself about it and not be like, well, I don't want to be salesy or like, but the people you're following, you're buying from, they're probably selling pretty often or they really wouldn't have a business. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what you just said, that's just another way of like choosing to believe something else. I don't want to be selly. Well, you say that because you attach something negative to sell, selling, right? Or being selly or whatever. But what if, 
what if you could implement these beliefs of like, people love buying from me. People love when I sell. People love when I show my products. People love when I bring out something new. You can simply choose to believe that and then you move forward with this energy. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So you said you, you had a background in sales and then you all of a sudden had to um, start selling yourself, right? Like, did you, what was the biggest struggle for you? Was it that you weren't, didn't really believe in your products or did you have to overcome some imposter syndrome? What was, what was that like for you? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, definitely imposter syndrome. I, you know, became a life coach and I worked with practice clients and then I started offering my paid services. But of course I didn't have like tons of raving clients and testimonials and things. Right. I, I had to get my first clients at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely imposter syndrome. I, but for me, the biggest thing always has been what are friends and family thinking? What are people judging me for this? Um, that, that was always the hardest part for me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, it, I think for me, it was more about selling, being selly and, oh my God, this bitch wants money. Like, oh, that was such a big thing in my head. And, um, I, you know, I do believe that we can do things despite of how we feel like we can push through. And I am a firm believer of we don't have to. Like we can take this worried little part of us and bring it into the conversation and, you know, create wholeness and don't reject that part. So I feel like that was really important for me to really acknowledge this part that is like, yeah, this is how you feel. You feel greedy. You feel horrible. You feel like a bitch that just wants people's money. Um, And then, you know, doing like a lot of somatic practices where I energetically remove these people out of my field. Um... And, you know, release them out of my nervous system because I I was holding on to these people that, you know, the voices, the faces that popped up in front of me and saying, oh, my God, here she is. Um, That was really helpful for me. What what was helpful for you to overcome, like this fear of what friends and family think? I mean, really just showing up despite the fear every single day, like really, really, really consistently. Yeah. And, and it was realizing that it was just fears, you know, because I would have all these excuses. Like, so when I was starting my podcast, I put it off for months. Mm. I had very logical reasons for doing so until I realized, wait a second, these are all just excuses. I'm just afraid. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, just, just ripping off the bandaid and doing it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think, I'm not going to die. You know, like I'm not going to die. What's, what's really the worst case scenario? Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that. Cause honestly, this is what we do all the time. So obviously when we feel fear, our nervous system doesn't have the capacity to deal with what's going on. Right. And our nervous system, like it's, it's our body's number one responsibility and desire to keep us safe physically and emotionally. Right. That's what our nervous system is made for. So our nervous system likes to make these life or death situations out of things that are really not. I remember maybe three or four weeks back, I recorded an episode about the story behind the almost divorce between my husband and me last year. And um, we went through a major crisis, which actually led to the most beautiful transformation within our marriage and as individuals. But um, I was sharing on this story that my husband, um, 
was bisexual and that he came out as a bisexual and you know he was so worried about it affecting us so that you know we went into a crisis anyways so i was recording i was posting this episode and i was so fearful of like sharing that he's bisexual and i'm like why do why am i thinking right now i'm gonna die if people know that he's bisexual like the worst case that happens is that people are like homophobic or something but you know who cares about that it's like why am i thinking i'm gonna die it's it's insane what exactly led you to being a manifestation coach so i began my journey of manifestation about like maybe four and a half five years ago i read the book the secret and I had never heard of this at all. Like it blew my mind. I just wondered why have we, I've never heard of any of these. I've never heard of the law of attraction. No one talks about this. No one's putting this into place in their lives. And I just couldn't believe it. And so um, I just dove right in, started, you know, working at my life, started reading about it and very quickly saw changes. And so, you know, I've been living by the law of attraction and manifestation for all of this time. And um, I, I just have been so compelled to teach on it because it's changed my life in so many ways. I mean, I, I'm so healthy. Like I haven't had a cold in years. Wow. And yes, some of that's practical, you know, when I feel a cold coming on where if I'm around to want someone who's sick, I'm eating raw garlic. I'm doing breath work. Like I'm doing the practical things, chugging water. But I'm also refusing to entertain thoughts about, oh, what if I'm sick this weekend and I have to miss this? No, 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 no. No, I'm so healthy. I'm so grateful for my health. So like I use manifestation in every area of my life. It's transformed my marriage. It's transformed my business and so many other things. It's how I've like built these groups of friends and just mm -hmm. things I never thought were possible. I like became an actress last year. And like wow. now I'm an act, I act in commercials just for a thing, for fun. I never would have thought that was possible. So, so it's just been, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I, I want to leave this mark on the world where people are able to realize your thoughts and your vibration and your emotions are so powerful and you are so powerful and you are not your circumstances. You can overcome anything and be anything you want. So I just, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I love that. I'm really obsessed with, um, manifestation and embodying like the version that you want to be to become an energetic match to it like it's and you know i've obviously we manifest all the time right but we don't really realize it if i think about having a sandwich for dinner for lunch and then i go out buy that sandwich that's me manifesting what i thought about right um but i guess we kind of focus on the big things the big things that are happening and um, yeah. So for anybody who's not really aware of what the law of attraction is, can you just explain it a little bit? Yeah. So essentially we're vibrational beings where we're made out of energy. Everything in our world is made out of energy and it's, it's vibrating at different frequencies. And so really, um, and so like, like attracts like is a, is a big part of how this works scientifically. There's tons of science and, and neuroscience um, that supports all of this, but we want to become a vibrational match for our desires in order to then pull them to us, attract them to us, um, be able to see the opportunities that were right in front of us that we blocked before. Mm -hmm. So how we become an energetic match is we feel on our bodies, the feelings of it's here. I'm so grateful for it. 
oh my gosh, it's better than I could imagine, you know, in every scenario of life. And how, how you live by that is you check yourself when you're in thought spirals, thinking of worst case scenario, you know, fantasizing about the worst thing that could happen, which I used to do constantly, um, catching ourselves in those moments and saying, okay, that's a choice, but like, what do I want? Let me feel into what I want. And, you know, it's not about spiritually bypassing. We always want to feel our feelings. Like you said in the beginning, I love um, feeling the emotion, but letting go of the thoughts around it. Right. Just to release that energy from our bodies. Right. And just continuing to go back to who is this version of me I want to be? How does she feel? How would she feel right after the thing happened that she wants? And what would she be doing? So showing up as that person, even though it's scary, making the decisions that person would make, just constantly living in that place. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you just said that, like living, making the choices, thinking the way that um, version of you already thinks, because this is something I think is really important to understand about manifestation, even though it's freaking magic, right? At the same time, it's not that you think about, okay, I'm going to be a millionaire and then the million dollars show up on your lap somehow. No, you become that version that can hold the million dollars. You become that version that can buy a beautiful house, right? It's, it's like this process of you becoming which is the energetic match, right? So I think it's just really important because I, I know when I first heard of manifestation and people who didn't really know what it was, they would just say, oh yeah, just claim it, it'll show up. And I'm like, I feel like something is missing. Mind you, when I did it the way they told me like, oh yeah, just claim it and then mm, whatever, they never happened. Literally these things never happened. I was like, that shit's not working <laughs> because it's not happening. And, you know, realizing that it's really about the energy, as you say, because we are vibrational beings and you just switching frequencies, right? Timelines. That changes the conversation around it. Yeah. 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 Being the version of us that we really actually want to be, who's the real us. Yes. When we're not full of fear, when we're not full of, of, you know, lack energy and just worrying our most abundant selves. And it does, it, it, sometimes it does feel like kind of like snap your fingers. Oh, I can't believe this happened because I didn't really do anything. Like sometimes that'll happen, but it's like, but wasn't I being a little different? Right. Wasn't I following my inspired action? Right. You know, yeah. and those when we follow our inspired action, take our steps, we're going to get to where we need to be. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, inspired action is not always something that is scary. You know, it can be very fun and very easy. I remember I had my husband and I and our kids, we were walking in the park and I just randomly had that thought of like, ooh, I kind of want a new car. Like that would be really fun. But, you know, no need around it. We had a great car. The car payment was doable. Like, no need around a new car, just the desire. And then I think a week after that, or maybe a month, I don't know, some time passed, I had to go get an oil change for a car. And I took my laptop to get some work done. And then I was done. I was still waiting for the car. And I was just like, mm, maybe I should just test drive a car. I mean, why not? 
And I, f I tried to find some excuses as to why I shouldn't, but I ended up doing it because I at least had another hour. And through that test drive, I ended up buying a car, not the car that I was test driving it, but everything was just literally falling into my lap, right? And the inspired action that I took was going to the oil change and then deciding to test drive, right? And the way everything was just orchestrated and came into fruition, um, was just, it was pure, ma like it was magical. It was so, oh my God, I can actually not believe this happened. And it wasn't that only we got a new car, but we got money back from our old car. Like, you know, we didn't have to make a car payment on our old car. We got that much, like just boom, 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 things on top of things. Right. So it definitely gets to be easy and gets to be magical. And if it's not like, if it is more of a process, that's at least what I believe. Um, it can feel really hard in the moment, but you best believe if you look back, you're going to be like, holy shit. Like I did this. I became this. I'm so grateful for every milestone and obstacle that was in my way because it made me who I am today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Starting your business and selling your products. Did you have any blocks around money that you had to look at release or change uh yes that was my number one thing for mm -hmm. sure on my journey has been money mindset yeah definitely grew up being told rich people are bad they're the reason we're poor there's not enough money to go around and the rich people are hoarding all of it a lot of um penny pinching and yeah i mean i've been working for years on money mindset to step into like and embody what I truly believe, which is that there is enough to go around and we can all have what we desire. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do believe those things. And um, I think we're here to have fun on this planet and there's nothing wrong with having a new car, having, you know, luxurious experiences and, and items. Um, they're just things. So yeah, totally. So much money mindset stuff. Yeah. And, um, I, I, for me too, I had to heal the depth of financial trauma, um, which was really scary. Like I have to admit that journey was really, really scary. And yet I'm here, like, thank God all of that happened because I was really able to release a lot of stuff. And, you know, I think this whole idea of, you know, again, looking at it, oh, we have to save all this money. We have to money, um, you know, look at everything that we buy. We are greedy if we want more. That is just a belief, right? You can, again, choose to believe something else. And I did the same thing because let's be honest, and I heard it somewhere on, on Instagram, people print money. Like it's a freaking endless resource. It can be printed. There's always enough money, like in the physical form, but also because it's an energy, there's always enough. And for me, it was really understanding that money actually wants to be in relationship with me it so badly wants to be like okay girl let's do this like that's gonna be fun and let's buy this and you know that was really difficult because even though i wanted money really badly i rejected it because i was like no you don't love me you don't want me that really compromised my ability to hold money right so i wouldn't get the amounts of money that i wanted because I was constantly rejecting it. So was there ever a time in your business where you were ready to give up? Honestly, there really wasn't because 
going into the business, I really worked hard to develop a mindset of this has to work and I'm not willing to give up. Like I had that going in and there were times when like I was really upset because it wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And I was really embarrassed and I was really frustrated and wondered if it would ever work, but I always knew I would keep going. Mm -hmm. And I always, yeah, I just, I just, I just knew I had to keep showing up no matter what. And I think also having a big why, like having so much passion around the stuff that I teach um, is really helpful because it's like this, I have to teach this. Like I have to, this is changing lives. It's not even about me, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was never willing to give up. Got it. I've never been willing to entertain giving up. Oh, I love that. And, you know, I think it's also like what you said, it's, it's changing lives and it's not really about you. Like your why is so important because, and I think that's another way of business. People these days work in corporate world work because they chase money. I mean, I know a lot of people also do things that they love or enjoy, but it's about the money. Whereas when you do what you truly love, money is a byproduct of that because you are in alignment with who you are. The universe knows that you need to be supported, right? So it's not really, it's, it's without a doubt. I mean, whether you actually, you know, do something that you really enjoy and make money through that or through another avenue, and, but you can still do what you do. Like money is going to come in. The focus shouldn't be chasing the money, but it really should be, what lights me up? What brings me joy? And what do I have that I can share with the world that is actually really impactful? Yeah, totally. And then just embodying along the way, like the expectation that of course I'm going to be supported. Of course it gets to work out. Of course it's going to show up for me. Um, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Okay. Um, what kind of advice do you have for somebody who is entertaining the idea of starting their intuitive soul-led business? I would say, I would say you have to be willing to stick it out. You know, don't expect overnight success. I mean, you can play with big ideas. You can play with the big vision, but you have to be okay with the, um, the way that it works for most of us, which is where it's not overnight success. Right. And it's, it's a series of showing up and showing up and showing up and showing up and allowing it to take time in the 3d world for the right people to see your content. Um, and not skipping things like having practice clients, not, not feeling like, well, I can't do it for free. You got to make free content. You know, that's what podcasts are for, for most people, especially in the beginning, like doing things, um, asking yourself, what am I willing to do to get there? You know, and then friggin' doing it. Yeah. But I would say if someone has this inspired idea on their heart, go for it. What's the worst that could happen? It's not a life or death situation. (laughs) I love that. And I think it does bring it back to, you know, do it because you actually really enjoy it. So you could do it because you enjoy it for free or not. Like don't chase the money. Right. Because I do I do believe that a lot of people fail because either it doesn't really light them up, but, but they thought, oh, this would bring me a lot of money or they see the money not coming in 
or they see that the money's not coming in, the followers are not coming in. And then, you know, asking yourself, who, who are you doing this for? Are you doing this because you enjoy it? Are you doing that because you think it's good content? Are you doing this because you think it's a program, a good program? Or are you just waiting for other people's validation? Mm, yeah. Yeah. We have to be okay with not always having the validation. Oh my, absolutely. absolutely. It's hard. Oh my, so hard, but so <laughs> worth it. So worth it. Like you said, you know, the growth that you experienced, you would not trade it for nothing. Same here, same on my side. And, you know, especially if you are leading from a hard space, the growth that you experience on a personal level will reflect in your business. Like your business grows as you do, right? Totally. And you have to be ready for the money and you have to be ready for the, the engagement and the, the being seen. You're only going to get what you're ready for. So like growing through those challenges, learning to be okay with handling the, the, upset client or the just different uncomfortable things like that's what you have to move through to be able to hold more of that and expand and then fill that up with what you desire. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for saying that. So Leah, how can other people find you? Yeah. So my Instagram, I'm it's Leah party and you can type Leah party in pretty much anywhere and find my things I've created. So yeah. Awesome. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. Um, you, you said you have a podcast too, right? Yeah. Bare Naked Soul. Okay. Yeah. Everything's going to be in the show notes. So you guys can go check her out. Um, thank you so much for this conversation. That was a lot of fun. Really interesting um, to hear your story. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, and I bet you did, wasn't that one hell of a conversation I had with Leah? It was so good. It really filled my soul. I love getting to know her. I really can't um, wait to like see what else she's doing in this world. And you should definitely check out the links that I'm posting in the show notes because she has so many beautiful ways to offer um, that you can work with in ways that you can work with her so she can help you grow in your business. And if you would like to work with me, I have a very exciting new opportunity coming your way. And it's called Birthing Your Biz and Surviving the Fourth Trimester. It is a group coaching program for 12 weeks. And I'm only taking on a handful of women. So it will only be for women. And I do have a little um, Google form that I would like people to fill out if you are interested because I do want to make sure that we're a good fit and that, that I can fully support you. So you will find the form in the show notes as well. Um, it is a, like I said, it is a three months program and it's really about like birthing this idea that you have and bringing it to life. And as you are bringing it to life, like as you're stepping into the world of like intuitive business, I will support you. I will ground you. I will help you. I will really make sure that you feel confident in following your intuition so that you can really go with these nudges, go with these impulses and just see how fucking beautiful it is and how much you grow and how much your business grows. That's what I want to do. And because I know these um, first three months, just like after you have birthed the baby, right, can be really lonely, can be really hard and can be very confusing because you're doing something you've never done before. I want the support for you. I wish I had that support. I didn't quite have it. Um, so I really want to support you in this. I would love for you to be on my team. 
Um, so yeah, please fill out the form and I will get back to you and then we will see if we can make this happen.